Here we go. You are listening to Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, June the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and the hymn we're going to be taking a look at today is Let Us Ever Walk with Jesus. Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus. It was written by Sigismund von Birken. He died in 1681. So just about a century after Luther died. And this hymn first appeared in 1653 in a book of sermons for Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. Uh, that included new hymns for those days. This text was paired with the fifth sermon of Jesus' Passion. Fellowship hymn, when it was sung in German at the Missouri Synod Central District Convention in LaPorte, Indiana, in 1900, it was heard, and J. Adam Rimbach taught the hymn to the children in his church's school, and they loved it. But when they sang it for the congregation, many were unable to appreciate it because they did not know the language. So Rimbach produced a translation that eventually found its way with alterations into our hymnal. This is the hymn of the day for proper 
and we're going to take a look at it with Mark Smith. Good morning, Mark Smith. Hello, Tom. How are you doing this morning? Doing very good. Yep. This is a great hymn. What? I remember... I remember singing this hymn. This this was uh, the hymn for my eighth day, eighth grade graduation. You're kidding? Yeah, from uh, Trinity you Lutheran actually, Church of Mount Clemens, Michigan. You actually graduated from school? Yes, believe it or not, I did. Yes. Boy, you have a good memory. You probably know your confirmation verse. Uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I, I remember singing hymns, particularly when I went to the different schools. I had gone, of course, to the Fort Wayne School, and then the Milwaukee School, and then to St. Louis, Missouri, and we would sing hymns at the opening service. Uh, the hardest one, I believe was at the Milwaukee school where we sang Isaiah, mighty seer of old. Oh, yeah. Notes in front of us. Oh, wow. Isaiah, mighty seer in days of old. Yes, that's 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 kind of a tough one to sing. I don't know why I recall this one, but I I specifically recall it was my eighth grade hymn graduation. Yeah, it's a good hymn. Well, let's take a look at it. If you'll do stanza one, please. Okay. Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example pure, through a world that would deceive us, and to sin our spirits lure. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims here our home above, full of faith and hope and love, let us do the Father's bidding, Faithful Lord, with me abide. I shall follow where you guide. Now, I I find that very interesting, that to follow or walk with Jesus is to do the Father's bidding. Why is that? Well, uh, his will is our will. And it was the same way with Jesus. When he came to this earth, it was to fulfill uh, the the divine plan of redemption that his father and he had put together, everything he did was subject to the father's will. Excellent. And, and he gladly, gladly fulfilled it. So onward in his footsteps treading, those footsteps led to the cross. Are we to go to the cross? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Yeah, he says he bids us to take up our cross and follow him. Yes. And we don't go to the cross to pay for our sins. No. We go to the cross to see that our sins have been paid for. Right. It's really quite a difference. A big difference. To walk with Jesus... Is therefore a a real marriage. That's what I like to think about it. Is that Jesus is the groom, who is the bride? The church of which we are members. All all believers. Who puts the groom and bride together? The Holy Spirit. 
and specifically the father. Okay, all right. I'm sure yes. he has a part in that. Yes, because that's why he sent his son. So that's why it says, let us do the father's bidding. Uh-huh. And the father's bidding is to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Now, since we're not following him to the cross to die, what footsteps are we following him in? Uh, footsteps that lead all the way to heaven. He is the, as he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except by me. And those footsteps are actually following the will of God the Father as Jesus did in being kind to the neighbor and helping out the neighbor and giving them the good news of Jesus Christ. Right. Absolutely. And in, in, in essence, uh, doing our best to keep the Ten Commandments, even though that's not what saves us, but we uh, it's a labor of love for us to show the Father our love for all that he's done for us, redeeming us. Yes, the first verse mentions that because it says, through a world that would deceive us. How does the world deceive us from following Jesus' example? Oh, by, by leading us every which way except, except in his way. Uh, just like today, you've got all these, uh, all these different false ideologies and false teachings and false practices. Yes. And the, the sinful world is trying to lead us astray from God's will and, and his word. And, uh, you know, we, we could talk about all sorts of things in that regard that, that are leading us astray, that are, that, are, uh, that are working on us today. Yes, it reminds us of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that certainly led even Adam astray. Right. And that was by the devil. That's right. Yeah, the devil is the devil is roaming around today, just as uh, Peter says, uh, like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And he is he is so, very evident. Verse two has an interesting thought progress. If you would read that, sure. Let us suffer here with Jesus, and with patience bear our cross. Joy will follow all our sadness. Where he is, there is no loss. Though today we sow no laughter, we shall reap celestial joy. All discomforts that annoy shall give way to mirth hereafter. Jesus, here I share your woe. Help me there your joy to know. Now, it certainly sounds like that verse is not talking about the joy that we're going to have here on earth. What is it talking about? Well, it, it talks about celestial joy, the joy that we will enjoy with our Lord Jesus and all of our loved ones that have gone ahead of us into heaven. Celestial joy. So it, it seems to give the impression 
that we're not going to have that joy. Like here today, we sow no laughter. We shall reap celestial joy. And all discomfort that annoy shall give way to mirth hereafter. Yes. Now, I kind of disagree with that interpretation. Well, I, I, I agree that we, we also, here on this earth, we have many joys. Uh, we have, especially in the Lord's Supper, we have a foretaste of the joys that we will, show, will enjoy in heaven. So, yeah, that's, uh, that would be wrong to say we don't have any uh, joys here on this earth. Yes. When you do a Christian funeral, what's your purpose? Is to, uh, well, uh, to, to share with people uh, what all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. That, uh, well, like we say later on in this hymn, that... Uh, well, I don't want to great... go later on. Okay. No, 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 I want to stay with each verse. Oh, okay, verse, all right. This verse alone talks us that joy will follow all our sadness. That's the purpose of a funeral. To yes. bring joy. Remember what the Bible says, we grieve, but we do not grieve as those who have what? Have no hope. Very good. It is the hope, and in a funeral, in talking about the death of a loved one who is a Christian, we have a sure hope that we will see them again and that they will be in heaven. And that brings a joy here on earth, a heavenly and a celestial joy. So how many times have you been in a worship service singing a hymn and you have celestial joy? Oh, I'll tell you, hymns have a way of doing that to us. Uh, they can be very rousing. Uh, they can they can cheer us on our way. I, I always I always like to to begin worship with a rousing hymn, uh, depending upon the circumstance, of course. But uh, the hymn that I like to uh, dismiss the people with, I love that to be a rousing hymn too. Send them on their way uh, joyfully, knowing that they've been redeemed, that in spite of all their sins, in spite of all their mistakes. They have been redeemed, and, and uh, they're, they're children of God and heirs of heaven. Well said. Pastors spend a lot of time in choosing hymns. Right. But I have a booklet that tells what the hymn is for the Sunday, but then often it has 20 or 30 hymns listed that are appropriate. Uh, appropriate, for example, for the Old Testament reading, for the epistle, or for the gospel. And this hymn, Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus, I think was chosen because of the holy gospel for this Sunday, Matthew 10, where Jesus says, don't think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I've not come to bring peace, but a sword. And this means a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a person's enemies will be those of his own household. And we saw that 
in the early church, and it certainly is happening in certain areas of the world today where relatives are saying to it that their relatives are put to death because of their belief in Jesus Christ. So I think that's why that hymn was chosen. To walk with Jesus means that we will be suffering. Is that not part of the Beatitudes? Yes. Blessed are they, blessed are you when uh, people persecute you. Yes. And, and say all kinds of things evil about you because of me, Jesus says. Now, why would you be blessed when people persecute you? It's, I think, because you're standing up for Jesus in what you are saying or doing, following his example, and embarrassing the world who don't want you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, remember how Paul and Silas were imprisoned for their witnessing the Lord Jesus Christ in Philippi. Remember that? And yep. uh, remember how they, they sang hymns all through the night. Which resulted in the conversion of who? Of the jailer and his yes. his whole household. Right. The, the jailer there at Philippi. They not only were converted, but it says they were also baptized. That is right. The whole household. Yes. And, and so... Even through hymns, this is important. That, that's why we encourage parents to go over the hymns with their children. All right, I'll do stanza three. Let us gladly die with Jesus, since by death he conquered death. He will free us from destruction, give to us immortal breath let us mortify all passion that would lead us into sin and the grave that sh shuts us in shall but prove the gate to heaven jesus here with you i die there to live with you on high now once more just hearing the hymn, you would think that to die would be meaning your death here on earth. But that's not necessarily true. When do we die with Jesus? When do we die with Jesus? Oh, well, we die to sin, for one thing. Yep. And that's when we're baptized. Exactly. Well said. Yes. In baptism... We're put on the cross, we're buried with Christ, but we're also risen from the dead. So if you are a believing Christian right now, you have experienced the death that Jesus did for you. And he applies it to you, which means your sin is gone. You are not held accountable for your sin. And we call that the gift of forgiveness.
Yeah, and so, you know, a lot of people, Tom, a lot of people don't realize that every single one of our sins, even the very last sin that we commit on our last dying day, all of those sins, every last one of them, is washed away in baptism. Well said. And we ask God to forgive that sin, particularly in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses. And those trespasses are when we go into areas that God does not want us to go into. But being a Christian, believing in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Okay. Stanza four, please. And Tom, uh, let's not let's not forget that final line. And the grave that shuts us in shall but prove the gate to heaven. Jesus, here with you I die, there to live with you on high. So the grave that shuts us in, uh, from the worldly perspective, nevertheless, that's that's the way. Uh, that that when we die here on this earth, we open our eyes with our Lord Jesus in heaven. In okay, I'll spirit. go to the last stanza. Let us also live with Jesus. He has risen from the dead. That to life we may awaken. Jesus, you are now our head. We are your own living members. Where you live, there we shall be. In your presence constantly living there with you forever jesus let me faithful be life eternal grant to me living forever with jesus when does that start well again with our baptism yes our eternal and life begins with our baptism apart from baptism Someone may hear a hymn and come to faith in hearing the gospel. And that's when they begin to live with Jesus. Very, very important. That's true, right. Which means what? Where you live, there we shall be. Now, where does Jesus live? Well, Jesus is with us even now. You know, he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's with us here right now. The only difference is weak. We cannot yet see him. We'll see him someday when he comes again. But uh, his, he, he speaks of his heavenly home where he, goes to, uh, where he goes to prepare a place for us in heaven. Yes, I think where you live, there we shall be is not just talking about after death, but according to Ephesians, we've also not only risen from the dead, but we have ascended into heaven. That is because right. Because in the spirit, we are with Jesus, part of his body. He's the head. We may be a leg, a hand, or whatever, but that's why we don't use someone to pray to get to the Father, we only use Jesus, who is the one between us and God the Father. Yes. Yes, where the head shall where the head is, there will his body also be. I think that's hard for people. That's one thing I think it's uh, maybe a little difficult for people to remember. 
they think of him as ascending to heaven and will be with him someday. But you're right. According to that passage what in Ephesians, right? It, it yep. makes it clear that, that where he's ascended, we have in a very real sense ascended with him. And it's what you just said is hard to understand that they don't realize it because how many times when people are having a problem, they say, dear Jesus, help me through this. Why would they say that if Jesus is with them? Well, it's the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And, uh, uh, you know, our, our old Adam sometimes tends to focus on all the woes and sorrows of this life. And that's why we need to be reminded again and again of the gospel and the promises of eternal life, that they're, they're not just someday, but they're even now. And especially that's brought to mind in the Holy Supper. Yes. The, the Holy Supper has to mean that Jesus is with us. Because right. he says, take eat, this is my body. Take drink, this is my blood. He doesn't say this represents or it points to. No, this is. Uh, the Latin was hoc est corpus meum. This right. is my body. Yes. And it's a shame that there are so many churches that don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, we believe that his body and blood are really present under the bread and wine. And we also believe that baptism is a holy way in which Jesus gives us justification by grace through faith, not on account of our works, lest any man should boast. That's really what this hymn is about. Walking with Jesus, you can begin that every week by walking into church. Because I've often said, it's not the pastor who's head of the service, it's Jesus himself. He's the Thank host, you, we are Mark his guest. Smith in doing that hymn with us today. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be taking a look at another part of the reading of Solomon's book on Proverbs. Be with us. I'm Tom Baker. You heard also from Mark Smith. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.